At one point, we all had the same dreams, and we all had the same memories. Cave people always dreamed of sleeping on something soft. They never managed it. The memory that I have this time of year, as a chill descends on the meditation studio, is of soup. Why, I remember going to the Dickens Village on the top floor of Wanamaker's in Philadelphia, a big department store there, and we'd go to the restaurant, and I was dressed sharply in a little plaid suit with a clip-on tie and my mother in a nice dress, and we'd sit down and we'd have a bowl of soup, or we'd go to see the Nutcracker at the ballet, and beforehand dash into a restaurant and a hotel for a hot bowl of escroll, or on special occasions, why we'd both share a cup of snapper. It strikes me that maybe the reason we had so much of this stuff is because we never had any money. I never saw a Waldorf salad or a chicken Kiev in my life. But even being poor, these soups were special to me, you understand. And I hope that you hold on to something special your whole life and look past the dark secrets and hidden shame underneath it to remember it fondly. We must always focus on the positive. Yes, we might be rotting from sadness on the inside, but food can comfort us. Another thing I find comforting is opening up this portal that leads into the deep night. Hello, it's me, Dale Seaver, and allow me to be your spirit animal, your beacon of healing light, and the person you put too much faith in as we sail through this next hour of regrets and revelations together. We come to you tonight, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. So much has happened recently, and on a great many fronts. No, I was doing some personal wellness discovery sessions the other day, spread out on my bamboo floor mat, surrounded by glass singing bowls, my robe loosely gathered around my midsection, and an instant pot full of meatballs simmering away. It was my turn to bring the sandwiches to our turtleneck swap down at the pier, so I figured I'd go with something easy, set it, and forget it. Anyway, something about marinara sauce heating up and my own demons escaping made for a powerful personal journey. Now, sometimes the journey to wellness is not pretty. <laughs> like knowing that my meditation chamber is peaceful in one direction, all succulents and gold and crystals and white walls. But if you look at it from another angle, <laughs> it's just me on a mat surrounded by piles of hoagie rolls that are stacked up in slumping in plastic bags. It's like when you realize you can see a, you look at a beautiful picture of a zebra, but it's next to a smoggy cityscape in Africa. Or you notice that the pyramids are right next to a taxi stand. We have a certain way of perceiving the world in our mind. And when that frame of perspective shifts, whoa, it's just a dirty place like all other dirty places, isn't it? <laughs> we like to think it's not, but uh, this existence can be dreary. That's why we have to focus on certain things. This time of year, you see family members and you think, oh, you're just a person trying your best. It can be disruptive but helpful to keep in mind. I enjoy learning from my guests, shifting my perspectives on things, and I was certainly glad to sit down with Anita Flores on tonight's episode. Anita's a comedian and a storyteller who does a lot of video production, I guess, and social media stuff that I barely have a grasp on. I would do Instagram stories if I could, but... I can't figure out how many times to touch the screen. 
I'll leave that to our friend Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's a whiz at it. And so is Anita. She's the host of a Frasier-centric podcast, and we talk about that. It's called I'm Listening. She's also a member of the Awkward Sex in the City, what would you call it, storytelling group? Anyhow, I was so happy that we were able to connect and connect so deeply. Let's go now to my conversation with Anita Flores. Anita Flores, how are you? Me? I'm great. Oh, good. I'm feeling good. Good. Well, this is such a treat. Hardly uh, anyone ever asked to, to be on the show. What? Why? <laughs> so, and, now, and as luck would have it, I had you as somebody I wanted to bring on. And so when you said, hey, when am I going to do the show? Guess what? Here we are. I, you know, it was if if you want the full backstory, there's not much of it. But I saw I follow you on social media. Yes, and you commented on a post about a new job that I got, and I was so excited. And I was like, this feels like I don't want to say a ballsy move because that's so gendered. So I'm trying to think a uh, a uh, 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 tittied move. I yeah. don't know, but it a felt real like crotch uh, grabber. A, a re- exactly. No, no, that's not it. I don't know, <laughs> but it was a for me. It was a bold move. Essentially, I just invited myself onto your podcast. It's yeah, not it's, something I've ever done. That's great. It's great. So. Well, I'm glad. Well, and and uh, the invite was pending. Oh, good. So okay. it was just going to, it's just a matter of making that connection. And then that's what social media is all about, isn't it? Yes. It's not all terrible. <laughs> no, it's not all terrible. Um, that's how the cosmos works. Do, do they? I don't know much about the cosmos. No, are you not a cosmic person? Believing I, in destiny and fate and all of those kind of things. I do believe in destiny. Yes. I feel like I often uh, put cosmic things with, like, horoscopes, and I don't know if those are connected, but I don't know much about horoscopes. No, so you don't follow that. You don't go to the Susan Miller or whoever it is that's putting the things out there. I don't even know who Susan Miller is. (laughs) Well, I think she's like an astrologist or something. Okay. Not an astronomist. That's something different altogether. Yes, Yes. I did know that, I think. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, and and, uh, we we were talking a little bit, but how did you even know about the Deep Night? Was that just part of the shared consciousness? So uh, I've been in New York for about almost 11 years, and I've been watching comedy in basements from almost the very beginning, and I know that I saw you in a basement. Yes. I don't know which one. Nope. But I've been following you since that <laughs> moment, and it was many years ago. Well, I've been in so many basements. Yeah. So that's uh, and you were saying you've been in a lot of basements too. I've been in a lot of basements too. I mean, some of them are nice. So, some of them are nice. That's a very diplomatic way. Yeah. Of they get a bad that. rap um, in the suburbs and and in crime shows. Yes. You know those, those two uh, especially. Uh, but but then if you specifically come to New York. They're just a common place you're going to end up to yeah. watch a night of comedy. Yes. I've always uh, wanted to do a book just about all the things that are happening underground, literally underground, uh, you know, where great culture is, is bubbling up. Oh, just underground. Okay. Yeah. Not just comedy. Like no, all like the things that happen underground. <laughs> yeah. Great. I'd read it. Love it. Uh, no, right, in basements. Mostly <laughs> basements. Sometimes uh, garages probably. Attics. Well, that would violate the under underground part of it, but yeah. sure. There's You've been no in shows. a lot of attics. No, I'm actually attics are uh, frightening to me because yes. 
I don't, I feel like you're not supposed to be in them. Like they're very like poorly made. Yeah. And like, again, I'm basing a lot of the things I know on television I've watched, but I feel yeah. like people fall through yep. at the top. There's like, they're like paper thin. Yeah. You just fall through. But I don't know if that's actually true. That's because often the people will step between the beams. Yes, exactly. Or, or you know, step off the joist, you go through the drywall. Right. Have you? I, I don't think I've ever fallen through a ceiling. Okay. Um, Add it to the list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's up there. <laughs> but uh, now, did you grow up in a place with a lot of attics? No, I didn't. You know, I actually, um, I grew up in an apartment. You know, I lived with my mom and my dad. They got divorced. I lived with my mom. But it's the reason I've I knew that Santa Claus didn't exist because at a certain point, sorry, spoiler alert, but because I grew up in like a pretty small apartment, I. I started to think about how Santa Claus would get into the apartment yeah. because he's always going through chimneys. And I was like, where's the chimney? Chimneys. And so I was like, I just realized he probably didn't have a key to get in. I don't know. Yeah. And then I started to think, is Santa only for kids with chimneys? And that seems really well, messed up. That's... <laughs> what do you think? Do you think he's getting in other ways? I would think so. I hope so. If uh, a large man can fit through a small uh, crevice. Yeah. So magically, I'm sure he can get into an apartment. <laughs> I've never lived in like a house and I it is a dream of mine. I would very much like to live in a house with two stories and a and a finished basement. Oh, yes. I've I've seen some of them at friends houses and they oh, seem it, great. Isn't it something? What would you put down there? Uh uh exercise equipment, um, some kind of big TV? Well, I've heard the phrase man cave and I would make a woman cave. <laughs> yes. For sure. There would be a TV in there. Um there'd be a refrigerator just for some of my favorite treats, which include ice cream, cabinet for candy, um, maybe a drawer for tampons. Uh, What's a cabinet for candy? Uh, well, a cabinet for candy, just a special oh, cabinet. A, a cabinet for candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a cabinet for candy. I some kind of furry candy. <sighs> I love candy, specifically chocolate candy. All chocolates? Absolutely. I'm very anti anything chalky, like a smarty. I'm not into it. No. Actually, I don't like Tootsie, Tootsie Rolls either. It's, I know that counts as chocolate. I don't like the consistency. Does it? That's like wax. I think it's that's gross. just wax. I'm not into it. <laughs> um, I would probably keep Snickers down there, the all, all fun size, because yeah. I, it feels like a big commitment to have like a king size Snickers. Well, so you I, come down to a finished basement with a candy bowl full of full-sized candy bars. That, I mean, that seems like a, something <laughs> a, a very much. wealthy person would do to show off. <laughs> that's right. And for me, I are, I have plenty of things I would do as an eccentric rich person. Yeah. I'd have candy. But you'd want people to feel welcome down there. And Absolutely. That's the point. You don't want people to feel like, oh, she's one of those. Exactly, and not, yes. Because if you have a finished basement, you're going to spend all your time down there. I'm going to have a great time. There's going to yeah. be a lot of wooden paneling, I think. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Would you do carpet? Yeah, I would yeah. do shag carpeting. My, oh, my yeah. grandparents had it in their house, and I was a big fan. Yep. You just could lie in it. I always, As a kid, I always wanted the wall-to-wall. Paneling or for, uh, carpet? Carpeting, yeah. On yeah. the walls? No, no, no. Wall-to-wall oh. -wall carpet <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> Did you ever see carpet in a, in a kitchen? It's very <laughs> that, odd. Yeah, that's odd. I've seen it once, and it's extremely unsettling. Yeah, and the bathroom can be a little bit strange, yes. and the kitchen. And yes. there was a mall in Providence that went carpeted, and it was very what? odd. How do you clean that? <laughs> exactly. It's know. snowy there. They get rock salt. Rock salt. Okay, I have. Yeah. I don't know if I've experienced it. Now, the the apartment that you were growing up in was where? You allowed to say? So, of course, I can. yes, I grew up. So, I was born in New York. Yes. And then my parents and I, we all moved to Connecticut, um, where my mom's side of the family lives. It was 
you know, they had good schools. That's yes. part of the reason they wanted to bring me there. Yeah. So I grew up in West Hartford, Connecticut. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh Hartford kind of a gray place. Hartford, yeah. Hartford, uh I feel like Hartford gets an odd rap. Number one, there is a lot of crime, but separately they are mentioned often that city is mentioned in Gilmore Girls a lot. Yes. Um, because there's like a fake private school that Rory Gilmore goes to there. So there <laughs> there is a part of Hartford that is kind of nice, but yes, there's definitely some seedy areas for sure. And did you identify with uh, Rory? Um uh, not even on any level, no. Um I w- I it would seem <laughs> uh, like you you wouldn't have anything in town, I feel but I like don't know. I feel like I could relate that I'm very close to my dad. Yeah. So I don't know about I don't know if that show exists. Boy, you really found something uh, heartwarming out of that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I I enjoyed that show a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Didn't find it super relatable. Yes. Also, I have a hard time believing the your mom can be your best friend thing. I've seen it at parties that I went to growing <laughs> up where there was the cool mom and they were the parties that were like out of control because the mom was like, I'm cool. Yeah. But should your mom be cool? I don't know. Exactly. We had a, a mom in elementary school drove a um, uh, Trans Am. Is that a truck? No, it's like a, oh. like oh, like a Corvette. You know, okay. like a, like a low. You had to sit way down low in the thing to go to shopping. Uh-huh. I don't. I think it was like a, it was a kind of divorcee situation. Sure, and maybe a I get that. Little midlife. I don't know what right. was going on there, but yeah, uh, a little Corvette. Yeah. At first you think, oh, cool. And then you think, what's really going on? Mm-hmm. Yes. I Yes. And I, I only wish her well. I hope that that was okay. I hope that was a positive thing that she did. Perhaps. Make herself feel good. I don't know what the situation You should was. get a treat after a divorce. <laughs> Speaking from zero experience. <laughs> Never been engaged. Unwed. Thank you. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, well. This is the season, though, isn't it? Coming up. Is it? I don't know. Fall? I don't know. Winter? Holidays? I was just saying that I my I would love to be part of a public engagement. I've always wanted to watch yeah. a public engagement. And I've never I got I happened to walk into Washington Washington Square Park right after this woman had said yes and I was I was upset cuz I wanted to have seen the whole thing. Like a flash mob? Yeah. 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 You got to well we got to make sure that uh they know about it. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> you got to drop those hints. I need put the breadcrumbs out. None of my friends are dramatic enough, but I I definitely have had at least one friend who was asked by a friend of hers to be part of a special flash mob wow. when he um uh, proposed to his now husband. I was like, "Oh, I'm so jealous." <laughs> it's all the rage, yeah. isn't it? Maybe I should put an ad on Craigslist. Oh, sure. Will help you with your public engagement. That could be a, a really nice side business for you. I'd love it. It's bringing love into the world. Yeah, it sounds great. It's so good. Um, but now, you didn't identify necessarily with Rory Gilmore and the Gilmore Girls. Mm-mm. A certain class situation going on there, maybe? Perhaps. I yeah. think it's tough because I feel like, uh, how do I put this? Uh, there's definitely, in many of my favorite shows, there's a level of classicism, shall we say? Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite shows, and this is a great plug for my podcast, Frasier. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, or wait, that's the name of my favorite show. Yes. Uh, is about, you know, very fancy men living in Seattle. Well, that's why I bring it up. Oh, you, you perfect. You uh, inferred my, uh, or you, you felt my segue coming. Right. Uh, which is, you, you have this podcast, I'm Listening. Yes, it's I do. It's all uh, based on Frasier. That's so, correct. So now, when did you come to Frasier as something that you could find some uh, uh, real 
the connection to? So I sort of came, I, I was thinking about shows that I rewatch over and over. Frasier is one of those shows. It's also a perfect show to rewatch because it's 11 seasons long and follows a format and number of episodes per season that I don't really see anymore. You know, we're talking like 21, 22, 23 episodes a season. Yeah. Like a big chunk of episodes. Uh, I saw that it had come back on, or not come back, it was on Netflix. Yes. Um, and it's really cool to see old shows pop up on Netflix and suddenly have this resurgence, have bun- like articles written about them. Uh, and I just started to like connect with people like I started sort of taking polls online of like if I had a podcast about Frasier would you listen to it and the people that I know that love Frasier really love it I would imagine it's not like a middle ground like eh, it's (laughs) like I love it or they don't get it right (laughs) and I just I had this sort of inkling that there would be enough people uh at least a hundred to me that was a goal (laughs) that would listen to the podcast yeah yeah and Good news there. As of now, we've been getting like 500 downloads per episode, which is really exciting. And I've been connecting with people across the world. I'm going to be doing an episode with British people because I want to do an episode about what British people think about Frasier. Sure, I've heard of them. Um, Yeah. And it's lasted longer than I thought. It's, (laughs) It's still going strong. Yeah. Well, uh, and and uh, Cheers and Frasier, I think, both lasted longer than anybody thought. They were good runs. Yes. And you know what's interesting? I've also found there's a lot of people, a lot of women, I've noticed, that love Frasier, never watched Cheers. Yeah, I have I not really that. watched it. But see, I was a Cheers uh, child. Oh, Cheers child. Got it. <laughs> a child of Cheers. Uh-huh. And I liked watching that show, and yeah. I, I watched all of it uh-huh. and was you know, aware of everything that's happening. And- of everybody, if you said we're going to do a spinoff of that cast of characters, I would not have chosen Frasier. Sure. Uh, because on Cheers, he's not necessarily the most likable guy on there. Yeah. I mean, they kind of that. build him up later. Mm-hmm. Um, but then things take a turn with the Kirstie Alley being involved. And then where's he? And it just gets a little bit confusing. Dramatic. And I, of course, always responded very uh, well to um, Lilith, Bibi uh, yes. Newworth's character. Mm-hmm. And she had kind of a, you know, suppressed eroticism that was uh, just right there. Sexy. Yeah. Sexy. And yeah. Uh, I thought, boy, this show needs more of that, <laughs> you know, in it. And she co- she comes in. She's definitely, you know, yeah, not somebody who's in it for that long, but she makes appearances on yeah, Frasier. Yeah. I will. I'll make one last point about um, back to what you said about f- classicism and favorite shows. Yes. So I love Frasier. Can I relate to it on a level of like, yeah, that this is my life? No. But one of my favorite episodes of my podcast that I did was with this comedy writer, Reka Shankar, yes. who writes for College Humor. And this episode was called Why P- POC, Why, Why People of Color Love Frasier. And we both realized our connections are with the relationships of family members on that show, like how close Frasier and his dad are. I'm very close with my dad. The thought and idea like for her, she experienced living with like extended family members in her house and she could relate to the fact that like grown adults live with their fathers yeah or Frasier did so on a deeper level I really love that show for the relationships I I had not thought about that before even going back to the way that uh, people treat elders and the way that you would bring an elder into the community and and look after them and and take care of siblings in that same way keep them at least close maybe be a little competitive but still there's a lot of heart there absolutely involved in their lives i'm hoping for a king of queens situation when i say that i've never watched a show but i know (laughs) that in the show the dad lives in the garage of the house seems fun 
You're hoping for yourself. Yeah, when yeah. I have a house. When you have that two-story I'm house. I'm married. Finished and, basement. Yep, and a nice fancy extension for my dad. Yeah. You know, you said man cave, but uh-huh. now people have she sheds. What is that? That's like a shed outside for the lady. What? I know. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. I'm why curious. Do, why does the lady have to go outside to uh, do her business? To, to, yeah. Why does she have to go to the shed? That's that feels. What, that's what I mean, it's feels, not even. It's not even a full room. Does she? Does she experience her menstruation out there? It feels like she would be banished there. <laughs> it does. During it's, period it's times. A banish shed. Yeah, a banish. <laughs> My she shed would be fun. Yeah, I, I bet it would. I be. bet yours would be fun too. I'm gonna try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I met once was uh, Perry Gilpin. You did? Raj on really? Frasier. Yeah. How was it? Lovely. She's a lovely person. Didn't have much, we didn't have much of an interaction, but I met her. Perry, I'd love to have you on. Yeah. I'd also, well, she listens. I'd also love to have the actress that plays B.B. Glazer on, who plays Frasier's agent. She's one of oh, my yes, favorite recurring yes. characters. Yeah. Definitely speaks... And uh, that's another thing I like about the show that like a lot of them speak like almost with a transatlantic accent, yeah. as if they're they've to come from the past, <laughs> right? They're and from just, a forties movie, or right? Something. Don't yeah. don't accept the present, right. and I'm very into it. Yeah, kind of out of place, out of time, uh, elder care. It's there's a lot of layers to Fraser that I hadn't considered until just now. Yeah. Anita. we can talk all, about it all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> and and so that character is one that you find most compelling. She was also uh, just a different energy entirely. She brought a kind of like surrealist quality to the, uh, yes. to the show. I mean, I, uh, I, her along with Lilith, I would put in a similar category, which I like that there's definitely, I mean, definitely Fraser speaks of these very powerful, strong women as, you know, like overpowering him. But it, I do like when these women are on the show because he's so pompous yeah. that they are the ones that are able to take him down. Yeah. But uh, people of color, are they anywhere on that show? Uh, not really. Uh, you've got uh, you've got his arch nemesis who comes in, Cam Winston, in I believe season nine, okay. who's this very apparently handsome black version of him who lives below him, speaks in a similar uh. way, but they are enemies yeah. for that reason. Not because he's black, but because they're so similar. They're so similar. Um, then there's Marta, the maid, uh, who is, uh, yeah, you know, of course. I'm just very glad if I ever became an actress, perhaps I'm entering into a better time. But I was actually recently speaking of um, like Latinx representation in horror movies and how like we're not even important enough to kill. Like I just like I just want to be a suspicious character, like a right. like a spooky gas station attendant, you know, one half of a couple that dies during intercourse, you yep. know. Yep. Just give give us that. Yeah, yeah. You know? I think you'd be a great spooky gas station attendant. Thank you. I don't even have a driver's license, but you yeah. know. No, do just I... somebody like looking over the uh, yeah. the combos, uh-huh. you know, looking at the register if something happens. Yeah, or maybe, you know, just sitting in a rocking chair. Yeah, real staring. squeaky one. I could do that. Yeah, I know you could. Yeah. So yeah, they, I just met you. I know you could do it. They could have used uh, definitely uh, more people of color, and when the reboot comes out, I have plenty of ideas for uh, recasting for yeah. sure. An all black or all person of color, Frazier. Uh, ac- yes, and yeah. I think Rita Moreno could play Martin. Yeah, as a yeah. retired cop with yeah. a hard edge. I think that would be great. Yeah, and the reason that all black was on my mind is because that you know they did a Hello Dolly version on Broadway. And it was all the all black cast. No, I didn't. And I've always loved the soundtrack, so it was kind of top of my mind oh. when I thought of 
you know, mixing things up. Let's mix it up. I'm into it. Why not? Pearl Bailey was uh, Dolly in that version. Anyway, it's a great Cab Calloway, I think. is It's amazing. Can you know, I check it out? Oh, sir? sure. You, you can check it out. All right, great. Go to the library. Give me a ticket. Oh. <laughs> Do it. No, it's just a, I'll give you the CD if you All want. All right, great. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's, I want to hear it. <laughs> you can't play a CD anywhere. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, now the show, the, your podcast, mm-hmm. you do a lot of call-ins, and Fraser had a lot of call-ins. He always began the show, right? Always? Uh, Almost always. Often, yes. That was There'd very... Because he was a therapist on the air. Correct. Yeah. He was a radio personality. Radio personality, but specifically trying to help people through the phone. Right? Through the phone. Bit of a hack. Bit of a almost a Dr. Phil. Yeah. But yes. Yes. Helping people through the radio. Yeah. Not not necessarily the way to do it. No. I would say no because for him, I've, I found after listening to him as a fake uh, therapist, it's very you, – you don't have to – you can't spend that much time on the air with somebody. So usually his solution was like seek counseling. And I'm like, then what are you here for? Huh? <laughs> right, right. What's, What's the, the point? point? Okay. Ads. Ad sales. Exactly, yes. Yeah, using the name for ad sales. Um, but have you ever called into so- somebody like that and just shared your truth on a radio program? I never Like have. a love line or something? I listen to love line a lot, but I've never called in. I am – trying to do that format for one of my episodes of my podcast though yeah. it's not live but we're um i'm working on a ladies who love fraser episode and the specific reasons why women love fraser so i started a voicemail hotline for women to call in and and say why they love fraser <laughs> i'm really excited this woman uh did call in uh and she has a three-year-old son who loves Frasier to the point that they – and she sent me pictures. He had a Frasier-themed birthday party, and she made him little paper dolls of all of his favorite characters. Well, that's, that's sweet. Is that – I don't know what you think, but I think it's very sweet, especially because I grew up watching sitcoms. So I would have – I was definitely that kid. Yeah. yeah. What was the favorite one? Is it what, would, what birthday would you have? <laughs> what birthday would I have had? Maybe maybe like a Seinfeld bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah. <laughs> I am half Jewish. Um, had I had a bat mitzvah, perhaps it would have been Seinfeld themed. <laughs> yeah. I was a fan. Is that a, is that a popular choice? <laughs> you know, not that I've heard of, but yeah. there's no way that I some like – there's no way. There's got to be Somebody a white comedy writer with glasses out yeah. there who will tell you he had a Seinfeld themed bar mitzvah. Yeah. I think I've been in that writer's room. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of not th- this child, I hope he does okay. Yeah, I, me too. I think he's going to be fine. That can be tricky. That can be tricky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just if you, if if other people don't know. Sometimes that happens around Halloween. You dress as a favorite uh, character. That's right. And people, people don't know. A uh, yeah. little niece there, uh, she... Wanted to dress as Tom Servo from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Wow, that's very specific. It's very specific. To a kid. <laughs> to, to a young lady, yeah. too. Not a, and I don't think people knew. Yeah. I know they didn't because they said, what are you, a gumball dispenser? <laughs> and while that's partly true, sure. it's, so it was a lot of explaining that yeah. had to happen. But one day when she is on a podcast, yeah. she's going to talk about it. Yeah. She's going to meet somebody from Mystery Science Theater. They're going to love it. Hey, listen, we put the picture out there. And I tagged the the team from Mystery Science. Yeah. They got retweeted from uh, Jonah Ray. Love it. Perfect. Already. All right. It was Great. worth it. It was worth it. Great. A bunch of a lot of other people dressed up too, and it was fun. Amazing. Anyhow, but it can be it can be. Um, it's difficult. It can be difficult. I've I don't know how you t- how you top that the next year. Uh, I think she should be another obscure character from always. <laughs> What yeah. if she was Dale Seaver? Oh, now. Would that be crazy? <laughs> that would be crazy. 
<laughs> You'd love it. <laughs> it would be, uh, yes, disturbing, to say <laughs> the least. You don't get a lot of those. Uh, I don't get a lot of people dressed as me for Halloween. Maybe you should start a contest. I should start a contest. I don't That's know. the way you get people to do it. Yeah, I don't know how what you would offer them. Well, if you put your ad in Craigslist for the wedding thing, can you Absolutely. include me? Yeah, Okay. for sure. That would be great. Um, well, going back to telling secrets mm-hmm. that um, may be uncomfortable. Sure. You're part of the Awkward Sex in the City group. Yes, I am. Is that how you say group? Well, <laughs> I, do they do? I it's feel a like series. group sounds fun because it sounds like we're a corporation, which yeah. I, I love the idea of that. Uh, so Sex in the City, oh, not Sex in the City, Awkward Sex in the City is like a, a tour group um, that uh, my friend Natalie Wall started. So it's me, it's Natalie Wall, Bobby Hankinson, Carolina Teresa, and Jen Keefe. Uh, and we generally go on tour, not too far, but in the tri-state area to different venues, you know, Boston, Philly, Washington, D.C., Richmond a few times. Um, And we do stories, funny, relatable stories, awkward stories about things relating to sex. In basements? Uh, You know, Natalie has booked us some very nice venues. I think we were in a basement actually at the Black Cat, which I love that theater. It's in D.C. It is. It is a basement. Okay. Okay. So, yes, we have been in a basement. And, uh, yeah, you should check us out. We have some some shows coming up in uh, February. Um, So, yeah, I I can't remember the the website right now, but just look for Awkward Sex in the City online. I'm I'm sure people would be able to figure. But uh, now, see, I I, I remember um, reaching out to Natalie at some point. Yeah. But I realized all my awkward sex times happened in other cities. Interesting. (laughs) So, thankfully, I'm off the hook. Well, they don't have to be (laughs) in a city. Maybe they could be in a town, in a field. I don't know. Yeah. A she shed. A she shed. Uh, you know, said. I would definitely want to hear one of your tales. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> do you just have an endless supply of awkward tales? Uh, I or mean, do you do the same story each time? So I would say there's probably, you know, I'm in a monogamous relationship uh, at the moment, and that definitely makes it more difficult. Yes. That's the hard part about being a comic. I feel like people often are like, and I honestly, I'll be honest, you know, you get a lot of your material from being in dysfunctional relationships, yes. lonely, terrible one night stands, then you make jokes about them, but mm-hmm. then you're sad about them. Yeah. And I love being in a monogamous relationship. So currently I am often recycling back uh, to more awkward times. <laughs> yeah. Do you have like sure. a tight five of awkward sex? I would say I have a tight 10. Does that count? Yeah. Is it there such a thing as a tight 10 or a tight 15? Sure. Is. sure. Yeah. Then I definitely have those. <laughs> That's good. Oh, yes. That's good. <laughs> yeah. No, mine. No, we're not going to. No. That's okay. You're well. Are you, can I ask, are you married? I am now. Yes. Okay. Yes. I was married once, got divorced, uh, had some dark times. Ooh. Uh, then I found uh, Galinda, my wife now. She's an energy healer. And Love we run it. a little meditation studio down there in the Gowanus. Oh, near you, probably. Uh, can I come? Yeah, it's open to all. I would love to meditate. Yeah. You got some, uh, you know, loose-fitting trousers? Um, I have, n- no, but I could get some. Okay. I have, like, you know, like Lululemon-y kind of sure. sports pants, but I would love to. I don't own any trousers, so. Well, we, we also have our own line there that you can. Great. I have a yoga mat. That's all you need. All right. And a sense of humor. I've got one. <laughs> and show up and be ready to receive. I'm ready. Guy's blessing. That'll be great. Yeah. That'll be great. Um, and you do yoga a lot. 
You know, I haven't done yoga in a long time, but I feel like <laughs> I should. Mat. You got the mat. Yes. I have the mat, and I've heard it's great, and I haven't done it in about three years. Yeah. But the thought of it, and with the right people and the right instructor, yeah. sounds fun to me. Yeah. So I, I'd be I think I went once. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. That's it. Not I mean, I had the classes and all that stuff, but, you know. That's not that's not my area of focus in the in the, in the center. That's so, fair. Uh, I once to San Francisco. I went in there. Very hot. Yeah. Oh, Very hot hot. yoga. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's really intense. Oof. And the men. I have a lot of um, the men. I, the men. It's got to be tough for because what I've noticed when I've gone to yoga and there've been men there. It's these very fit men yes. who really strip down mm-hmm. to ne- next to nothing. Mm-hmm. And I personally feel like if I were a man who didn't have a ripped body, mm-hmm. it would make me a little bit self conscious. You know, so yeah, I'm saying, men, you'd be right. it's okay if you're not ripped, in my opinion. Come to the studio; <laughs> it's fine. It also just smells bad. That's it just, does. I don't. I'm a very sensitive. I think I might have like a, like a dog nose or something oh. that can smell in four dimensions. Okay. Because oof. Can I ask? I'm curious. Yeah. Is there a smell less obvious than like vomit that you just detest? That you're like, ugh, I can't stand that smell. Uh, there's certain th- versions of Febreze Interesting. that are okay. quite hard to take. Mm-hmm. Um, anything vinegary, vinegary is very uh, pickling. Okay, the, so tough. the smell of pickling anywhere yeah. where something's being pickled. Yeah, I don't like condiment stations. I don't like the I don't like the smell of two Yankee candles burning at the same time <laughs> combining. I don't like that. That yeah. smell, ugh, gross. <laughs> yeah, not not good. No disrespect to Yankee Candle. I no. can take one at a time. But listen, what's in there that's in the, in the atmosphere? That's what I have to wonder. What's, what, in, what's in that scent, that artificial scent? What kind of chemical is coming out of that? I don't that know. That then we're breathing in? It can't be okay. It's, it can't be okay. It's doing something to that's us. That's why people have peanut allergies. Wow. Yeah. Really? I'll go there. Okay, let's do it. Anti-vax. Let's do it. Well, okay. No, just kidding. We can pull back a little bit. I just got my chicken pox shot. Oh, great. Mm -hmm. You know what I had recently? Shingles on the face. Um, I could tell you an entire story about shingles. (laughs) It's not pleasant. Can I tell you a really quick thing? Sure. (laughs) I hope he doesn't get mad at me. My, My... Romantic partner. Yes. We went on a romantic trip to Italy this summer. Very We had been nice. planning it four months. Yeah. And he found out four days before this trip that he had shingles. Oh. And I found out that I had never got the vaccine and that I that meant I could contract chicken pox. Yeah. And so- I went, I got the chicken pox, uh, chicken pox vaccine. The doctor said, it's not going to kick in for a while. I said, so what are we going to do? And he was like, you can't touch. You can't have any kind of physical touching. And I said, what about, so no no sex. He said, no sex. I was like, what if he keeps his shirt on? He was like, no. I was like, what if he wrapped himself in a blanket and like left enough room yeah, Mormon for, style. for the parts? And yeah. he was like, it's all a risk. It's all a risk. Now. The important part is we had an amazing trip, but it was definitely defined by the fact that we could not touch each other. We came up with other things we could do. I put socks on my hand, and he put a sock on his hand so we could hold hands. So we did that. It was a really special— You're just in the gondola. We had bunk beds at our first Airbnb. Oh. Uh Uh-huh. And because my love language is saying I love you, I made him sit in a chair across from me. And make eye contact with me and say, I love you to each other. It was very cult-like, yeah. but I found it comforting. Well, we'll come back to the cult thing. But yeah. um, that, first of all, good job on booking the 
bunk beds. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was uh, just it was just luck. That was already booked. <laughs> oh, that booked. wasn't part of the romantic plan. Correct. We didn't know they were bunk beds until we got <laughs> but there. But what an interesting experiment for two people to go. What yes. a test of love. It is a Can tr- we do this and learn more about each other? It is a true true test and it was very much a lovely moment to cuz like most people their first response to me telling them that was like you guys can't f well i i didn't say the f word i said f they said the f word yeah um and and everyone made it seem like that would be the hardest part for me the hardest part was not being able to hold hands and cuddle and things like that yeah and then we found these other ways to get those things from each other i mean i think that's remarkable and it a good, was a good, a good way to do it yeah and you probably grew closer didn't you we absolutely did yeah you went through some kind of struggle together yes i think yeah. uh, what a great way to everyone should be forced to, to not touch not touch <laughs> uh, uh, 10 days in a foreign location because already you have travel oh, yeah. already you got a language thing a food thing mm-hmm. who knows You've got to navigate. Well, the good thing is we both love food. Yeah. And that was a great replacement sure. for physical touch. Yes. Oh, Ooh, we ate tell me about rice it. balls, you know, spaghetti carbonara, yeah. uh, just gelato, just like food every single day. There's and so much gelato there. Some of the greatest food I've ever had in my life, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Prosciutto. I ate a lot of prosciutto, prosciutto. just by itself. Yeah. Have, Have you some... traveled at all? I have, sure. Yeah. And I like to go to Venice. I haven't gone to many other Ooh. places in Italy, but, oh, I love Venice. Haven't been. Oh, it's great. I, I We went to Rome, Florence, and Palermo. Palermo, oh, yeah. very romantic. That seems like it would be the place. Highly recommend Nice it. sunset there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone's very nice. Oh. People are walking around, you know, smoking hash, I believe. <laughs> oh, sure. That's what one of the Italian meds, men said to my boyfriend and I, and he was definitely hitting on my boyfriend, and respect. He's very handsome. Yeah. He said, you have beautiful eyes in Italian. To my boyfriend. Yeah. I was like, he does. Yeah. It was great. Ciao. Yeah. If I I hope he's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I talked about it in my stand-up already. Yeah, no, it's okay. So it's all right. Fine. You guys, you're closer. Now, what I think is interesting is yeah. the shingles thing yep. happening to grown adults now yep. more frequently than more I could frequently. imagine. My, and, it, they're, and younger. And younger. Because I said, I asked my doctor, I was like, is this normal? He's like, I got a lot of young people that get shingles. Yeah. I, I know it's at least stress-related, partially. Right around my eye. Oh, my gosh. What did you do? You had to put some kind of cream on it. Yeah. And take some take some kind of uh, anti-something pill. Yeah. What was it like going out in public? Were you phys- like publicly shamed? Well, I often have a little bit of concealer that I can use, a little nice. bit of a foundation that I keep ready for any blemish outbreak. And I caught it early. Good. So I, I was able to cover it for most of the time. Okay. And I, I canceled any public appearances. Got it. And I would sleep with a crystal taped right to my forehead. Did it help? The it crystal? did. Oh yeah. Wow. Just drew the uh, the bad energy right out. I love that. Yeah. Who needs medicine? <laughs> well, I like a mix. Just I like kidding. a healthy mix. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to admit <laughs> you're a, you're a Jenny McCarthy. I you're know. not. I know. But speaking of that, uh, you mentioned cult. Yes. Do you think you you could be in a cult? Oh, I've thought about this many times. I don't know how you knew to ask me that. but um, <laughs> So I've thought about this a lot. And I think at first I thought, no, you could never get me to be in a cult because often I associate cults with asking you for sacrifice, especially money. Yeah. Actually, I was a producer at BuzzFeed for a bit and I did a whole video talking to ex-cult members. Oh, yes. And it was completely fascinating. Um, the reason I now think I could be sucked into a cult 
is if there, it were a, a bit of a commune style thing where they made home cooked meals. Right. I think that could suck me in. The food. The food could suck me in. Yeah. And I, I haven't heard of any cults yet that have like amazing food, but I, I'll keep my ears open. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. I'm into it. What about you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Cult? You could oh, be? Oh, I think I, I, the same way. Like, no way, no way, no way for most of my life. And then once you sort of get into some of these uh, energy healing communities yeah. and some of the warlock gatherings that I go Ooh. to and various festival celebrations, I think I would actually be really good and probably too good. It's like jury duty. Okay. You know, like I can't, I can't be dishonest and say, well, no, I would never convict somebody or this yeah. or that, or I have a problem with taxi drive, whatever the thing is. Yeah. I would just be fully present mm -hmm. and there, and they would see that, mm -hmm. and then I would probably, you know, ascend through the. I'd probably be very good. I mean, respect to you, I think you would be a very good cult leader. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You know, you have definitely a nice cadence, like an, an a good voice. Yeah. I think a good message I about so. the yeah. dark night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For all I know, you already have a cult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just haven't been invited yet. And if so, I'm offended. Well, this is the process. Oh, okay. We have to have a conversation first, and then I'll follow up with a series of emails. Do you cook? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Great. Yeah. All right. I'm in. Count me in. <laughs> but I do want to do a good job and play by the rules. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Wait, of the cult? Sure. I mean, I don't know what the rules are. Well, I, I mean, whatever the fictional cult is. Yes. I'll do Not the... mine, necessarily. I, I'm, I'm clear with what rules I might put out there. But, I mean, if I were to be a, considered for a membership, sure. I uh -huh. think that's why I would be so good because I like doing what they tell me to do. Yeah, I love structure. So yes. that's the other thing. I Yes. I So if somebody was like, hey, we have chores this week, I'd be like, great, all right, I'll take out the trash. Yeah, no, that's that's wonderful to me. I'm an only child, so it's like I'm constant. Ooh, you just made a face. <laughs> Listeners, because I'm an only child, too. Amazing. That's so exciting. People always make a face. And probably the rudest thing I've ever heard when I tell people I'm an only child is, oh, that makes sense. I'm right. Like, exactly. Exactly. You want to cut them. Yeah, you I do. You want to smash a bottle and cut them. Yeah, yeah. I don't appreciate it. No. But, but I will say I fall into one stereotype is which... I love people. I love meeting new people. I love being around people. Yep. And so the thought of a kind of a fun family-ish cult sounds kind of fun. Does it? Yeah. It's, and they're people that are not necessarily your family, but they provide some kind of like togetherness. I mean, what's the difference, honestly? Is a family a cult? I think it is. Maybe. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I want to join the cult. <laughs> When's your birthday? My birthday is October 9th, same as John Lennon. <laughs> what? Is that your birthday? Is that your birthday? Uh, mine's October 10th. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's happening? Are you indoctrinating me? <laughs> it's good. Your birthday's October 10th. There's three days there. You're an only child. Yep. Is your father named Daniel Flores? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I've always dreamed of having a long lost brother. Real talk. <laughs> I, I think it would look like me. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. No, you'd be very short. I come from a very short, short. family. Mm, I'm not that tall. No? No. I'm five feet tall on a good day. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's okay, though. Yeah, that's true. I do get away with a lot as a, <laughs> as a petite woman. Yeah, you can't see you. Darting around. I can push people around <laughs> when I'm trying to get out of the subway, which yep. is nice. Yep. Usually, by the time they realize what's going on, I'm gone. Yep. They think, that's what nice. is this school group coming in here? Exactly. Yep. <laughs> or someone's lost. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm wow. kidding. I'm kidding. I wonder kidding. what else we have in common. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Um, probably not this, but I went to a – thinking about the coach and all that kind of thing. Yeah. I was thinking of this and awkward sex in the city kind of stuff. But I went to a clothing optional facility uh, up there in uh, Northern California. Oh. It, it's since – 
burned down, and I've learned that it has uh, kind of negative energy oh, to it. God. But I knew that it had a negative energy then because it, you go to these places mm. and there's just a vibe okay. that, that's odd. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love the cold plunge, though. I love doing that. You ever go to one of those kind of wellness facility places and just like, you know, this whole thing is a little bit strange for me. I'm uncomfortable. I might be a little anxious, but this I like. I like going into the hot water and then going up the hill and getting in the cold. It doesn't matter that I don't have any clothes on. Okay. It's just a fun experience. And the thing is, I have prescription glasses, uh-huh. and if I take them off, I can't see anything anyway. Oh, no. oh you so like that. So then I'm just in my own place okay. and nude before the stars, Got but it. able to, to participate in these things that are actually quite nice, even if everything else is weird, uh-huh. even if I develop a little crush on the lady shelling coffee, you know, because she's probably like, the daughter of the cult leader, and so they're put in there to be like a really normal person that you can relate to, and then uh, they draw you in. That of way, course, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Has that ever happened to you? So I've never. I actually I love getting in like something that feels like a warm bath. Yeah, it's often why I'm a big baby at most beaches. So <laughs> I am into the thought of. So I the closest I've been is I did again another plug for BuzzFeed. I did a video with one of my best friends, Lorena Rusi, very funny comedian. Um, we did a video called my like BFFs go to a nude spa together and we went to a new like a spa yep. and had not seen each other nude but had to like reveal each other's naked bodies to each other and then got into a hot tub that was nice and then going to a nude sauna that was also very nice right so I could be into it yeah that yeah. Plays it. you could coax me back <laughs> I'd leave out the cold part though <laughs> Yeah. You like the the shock. At first, I thought this is going to be a nightmare, but then yeah. when you do it a couple of times, and I liked it. Well, I think what's nice, having only seen her, my only friend, fully naked, is that there is a comfort in realizing bodies are are pretty similar and yeah. have pretty similar parts across the board. Exactly. So that's kind of comforting. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> but are there clothing uh, brands from your childhood that you would like to like revive that you would like to see uh, that you would wear today? <sighs> I mean, child, I, are we are we talking hot topic? Because I was starting to wear their graphic T-shirts around the age of thirteen. Yeah, sure, that counts. Um, I would love. I think hot topic is still around. Yeah. Um, I would love a version of their baggy pants to come back. Oh. With all of the chains and loops. Oh, they they're very elaborate. Yeah, and pockets. Yeah. I don't feel like my pants have enough pockets anymore. So you're an advocate for cargo shorts, cargo pants. I am, but only if other people are also wearing them. I yeah. never see women. Yeah. It's just like, it's just frowned upon, especially a, a woman of my height. It's a it's a very hard look to pull <laughs> off, like like knee length cargo shorts. And I myself only really wear jeggings, which aren't real pants. They're stretchy, quote unquote, pants that are meant to be jeans. Yeah. And most of the time. You can't see it, listeners. I'm wearing a pair of jeggings right now. No pockets in the front. Oh. And that's really annoying. That would be a real uh, deal killer for me. You you love pockets as well? I love pockets. But I mean functional pockets. Functional and, pockets. And, and I don't need a, a lot of them. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but, but growing up, I was always told you got to put your – my mother was very concerned about the city. Uh-huh. She would put this – the purse had to go across the body. Okay. But I still wear my ma- – my, Bag that way. My purse. I was going to say man purse. That's not – whatever. It's a bag. And uh, my wallet Uh and the keys in the front pockets. Okay. All right. So you always keep them up. They're always safe. Ooh, not me. I've always got a bag. Yeah. And it's a mess in there. Yeah. Old bananas, batteries. Oh, boy. boy. Crumpled up receipts. Well, for me, uh, childhood – 
clothing mm -hmm. would be Buster Brown shoes. Buster Brown shoes. They may have gone out of business by the time you were coming up there in possible. West Hartford. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was based on a like comic book character from 1902. Not comic book, but like a comic strip character. Oh. A little rich, a child. You would okay. like him, though, because of the Frasier illusions. Oh, he was he like was, a little Frasier. He was a little Frasier. little dandy boy. I like a little dandy and, you boy. You know, with the rough, the, the bow. They called that a Buster Brown outfit because I of this character. did not know that. The floppy hat and the little bow. Little, little boy. And he would be a prankster. And he had a little <laughs> dog with him. It was called Tig. The dog was a, it was one of the first talking animals. Okay. Wow. All yeah. right. So you want to be that I don't want to dress boy. like that. No, he had a line of shoes that he was affiliated with. And you went in the store, and I, it was just a, they had balloons, uh -huh. and I think the helium tank was Tig's head. Okay. And it would inflate the and, – and the shoes, I they were fine. Okay. They could be anything, just little shoes. Separately? But the environment was nice, and I'd like to go back to that environment. I love it. Can I just ask separately? Yeah. Would you ever want to do a Frasier podcast with me? Like, oh, be sure. Be a guest? Sure. This is very pleasant. I but I'd like have to really, I'd have to maybe bone up a little bit because uh, it's it's a little foggy for me. I did watch the show. But I could make it work for you. Okay. Don't worry about that. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, yes, I can, we can't pull a quote out of the air. No, no, that's all right. Yeah. I would make it work. Okay. For Dale. <laughs> all right. You let me know. A warlock. You let me know. <laughs> that's good. Uh, well, uh, if you're inviting me to that, you ever been to a solstice festival? No. Oh, well, maybe you'd like to join us. What is that? Uh, we'll get together. It's usually outdoors, uh -huh. uh, December 21st. Okay. Down by the Gowanus. Yeah. Uh, we'll throw some things in, let them catch on fire. Where do you throw things? Oh, in the canal? Yeah. Everything Ooh. burns before it touches the surface of the water anyway. Okay. Yeah. Do you burn things that you, like, anything in particular? If you have something you want to get rid of, any negative energy oh, kind of things. I love that idea. Yeah. We'll just are, toss them in. Are other people there, too? Sure. Do you have an antler hat? I, I don't. Okay, we'll, we'll get you one of those. We usually bring a spare, just in case, <laughs> for newbies. Can I bring my fur? Yes. It's a fake fur, everybody, but I got it from ASOS, and I'm obsessed with it. I yeah. wore it here to the studio because I thought a fur coat vibe felt right for this show. And you weren't wrong. Yeah, it feels great. I'll wear my fur. <laughs> That's good. And uh, anything coming up that people should know about, you're working on the Laugh Exchange thing. Oh, which yes. Is, uh, now, I've oh. worked with Scott Rogowski, who does the HQ. Yes. And now this thing seems similar to me, to that. Yes. I actually wanted to make sure that I give you all the right information, and I'll make it quick and concise. But Laugh Exchange is, uh, I'm head of social there. Um, so Social media. Social media, yeah. yeah. You know what? In this day and age, everyone's just abbreviating no, everything. I know. And I'm I sorry know, about that. I, I want to make sure people understand, because many of my listeners are older. Are they, they think this is a radio show. Are they mostly magical people? <laughs> <laughs> I like to think so. They're very magical. They I seem think invisible sometimes. You're magical. <laughs> Laugh Exchange is a new app. Um, definitely uh, great for comics to submit original material yes. based on uh, live or, or shows that happen three times a week hosted by Abby Crutchfield where there's like a theme like, you know, flawed characters. S send us your, you know, your best uh, flawed character. Um, and then in terms of like, what do you need to keep in mind? They need to be short vertical video, short vertical videos, one minute or less. You vertical can, videos meaning the format is like when you shoot it on a phone. Correct. Hold yes. it up. Okay. Hold it up, not horizontal. No. If you win, you can uh, like you win the show, or or people essentially vote on your bit if they like it, or you know if it, if it wins, you could win up to two hundred and fifty dollars. Boy, um, you have to split that with everybody, or do you just win it straight out. I think you just win all of it, which is pretty Man. exciting. Um, 
this is, and we're extremely like diversity welcome. Okay. We are oh. trying at, you know what? White men with glasses also invited, but I think, you know, we want to really make sure people know we want everyone, everyone from all walks of life. I personally, I, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I curate, you know, my monthly show. And to me, there's nothing more exciting than getting people of different backgrounds and learning about their life experience. Yes. You know? I do. Yeah. So, yes, download Laugh Exchange. <laughs> um, it's an app. You can get it on the phone. It's an app. It is an app. Yep. Right now, it's only available on iOS. However, that will change in early 2019, available for Droid. In the meantime, you can go to your desktop computer, laughexchange.app, I believe, and you can download your own material there, become a, you know, a submitter, a creator, and you can also watch old episodes on your desktop computer. Wow. That's right. There's a lot happening in the app space, Anita. I mean, Dale, I think you should submit. <laughs> well, we'll see. I got a lot going on. Yeah. But the preparations for the festival. But I will definitely uh, I'll look at it. I would love it. <laughs> Can I plug one more thing? Oh, sure. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't sleep, everybody. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I have a monthly show with my friend Vanessa Valerio. Yes. It's called Party of Two. We host it in a sex shop called The Pleasure Chest here yes. in New York City on 2nd Avenue. We have stand-up, we have storytelling, all about anything related to dating, sex, romance in this great big New York City. Wow. And our next show is on December 8th, but regardless, even if whenever this airs, yes. just look up a Party of 2 NYC on our Facebook page. Follow me at, at Anita Jutina. On Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> you got it all. I'm half Jewish and half Latina. That's where it comes from. <laughs> Woo. Oh, my. I was, I was like a wash in plugs there. That I'm was just so. That was a lot. I honestly, I bless that. you. You must deal with this all the time. <laughs> no, I, I, I live for it. Bless you. <laughs> well, Anita, I hope you have a wonderful holiday. Thank you. I hope you do, too. And I hope we do get to see each other again. That would be great fun. Yes, and I'll, uh, count me in for the solstice. Okay. Yeah, we'll see you down. You'll get some emails. Don't worry. Great. <laughs> All right. Sounds Thanks, good. Anita. Thanks. Wasn't that something so delightful? We wish Anita the best. A personal reading this week goes out to Merlin Steves of Cascade, Delaware. Maybe I should put that on Craigslist. And that will do it for us. Our next live show, this is exciting. It's January 13th at SF Sketch Fest. Making our sixth, is it seventh? Oh my gosh, appearance out there in San Francisco. Now all the information is up on the site. Here's what I want you to know about this show. It's going to be slightly different than anything we've done before, but exactly like things we used to do many years ago. <laughs> We're returning to our cabaret, our variety show, Roots, and we'll be bringing you the first ever, probably the last, Deep Night with Dale's Vortex Variety Show. We've got so many wonderful talents, some talents we haven't seen in a long time, some that are going to be uh, new and exciting for you, and uh, all with uh, wonderful sounds of a, a backup, uh, a psychedelic band. Not really a backup, they're the band, Agouti is their name. They're from San Francisco. They play psychedelic sounds. I'm into it, man. And uh, we'll just have some stand-up. We'll have some videos. We'll have sketches. It will be beautiful. And tickets for this. Now, this isn't one of your free ones. you gotta, you got to buy some tickets for it. So go over there to the Sketchfest website, Sketchfest, uh, sfsketchfest.com, or go to deepnightshow.com, look at the tickets, and get them. 15 bucks or so. It's January 13th, Sunday, 8 p.m. What? It's going to be a show. It's going to be terrific. It will be a show, but it's going to be terrific. And uh, I hope that you're able to 
to join us. And that means that the lucky numbers this week are what? 1, 13, and, and 15. So January 13th, 15 bucks. Come, come on and see the show. And finally, remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night with Dale is produced by James Bewley. Season 11 podcast icon designed by Candace Broersma. Deep Night theme by Zach Gabbard. Music heard throughout the show is provided by the talented roster at Haller Hills Farm in Ohio. Plus some other stuff at the top that Dale just finds online and downloads to a secret folder. Poster artwork this season provided by Ronald Horn Industries, Maria Wen, and Scott Ballmer, among others. Live shows every other month at the Slipper Room. Studio services provided by Harvestworks in New York City. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also listen to the show on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and catch some of the episodes on YouTube. Now, it's time to close up the portal and leave you with Gaia's blessings. Good night.